We serve almost 3 million patients, 7,000 healthcare providers, and every single hospital in the Hudson Valley. We're dedicated to partnering with every healthcare team to securely connect them at no charge with instant access to the information they need to provide the best possible care. Medications, allergies, lab reports, medical histories, and more. We are the Hudson Valley's Health Information Exchange. HealthLink New York, now powered by Healthy Connections. We serve almost 3 million patients, 7,000 healthcare providers, and every single hospital in the Hudson Valley. We're dedicated to partnering with every healthcare team to securely connect them at no charge with instant access to the information they need to provide the best possible care. Medications, allergies, lab reports, medical histories, and more. We are the Hudson Valley's Health Information Exchange. HealthLink New York, now powered by Healthy Connections. Tuning in to the Already Home Podcast. I am Scoops Bronson. Um, Detroit Gann is not with us today. Um, he is currently somewhere. I don't know where the fuck this nigga is. But he ain't here, though. So, salute to him. Um, he'll be back next week, though. So, for everybody that's listening, if you don't hear that grand old entry that he always do, that's why. Um, but you got me one-on-one solo dolo this week. Um, before we get started, I'm going to change the show up. Uh, I usually do this at the end, but I'm kind of thinking I should do it early. So, before you get into everything you get into, before we even get into the show, please subscribe, please rate, please comment, um, hit us up. But whatever you're listening to the podcast on, whether it be iTunes, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, um, Spotify, Our Heart Radio. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you rate it if they got a rating system, and make sure you share it with a friend to let everybody know that they should be listening to the Already Home podcast. So now we got that out the way. Um, it was a very uh, it was a very eventful week. Um, the country was in uh, voting mode. It was the midterm elections. Uh, a lot of people was out there getting it done early. Um, some people, of course, voted on the day that we were supposed to vote. But it was uh, it was good to see everybody involved in the uh, quote-unquote electoral process. I seen people saying that they shouldn't uh, be out there voting. I seen people saying like they shouldn't be participating because of whatever reason. I seen other people saying that they should be participating for whatever reason. And then I seen some people kind of saying like they shouldn't vote unless, you know, saying it's a reason, you know, you're going to vote or whatever. But I just wanted to say that if you are out here voting um, just because somebody's telling you you got to vote, because your ancestors did such and such, and that's the only reason that you're voting, you can stop voting. Um, 
there's kind of no reason for you to be voting. It's kind of pointless. Because uh, at this point, you're really just wasting it. You know what I mean? You ain't really doing what you're supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? You got to have the knowledge. You got to have uh, the information to be out here, you know, giving people the, the uh, basically the power to be able to tell you what the fuck to do. Um, for all those people that are knowledgeable and informed about what they're supposed to be doing, thank you. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you for what you do. Thank you for being out here handling your business. Um, for those people that were saying that they're not voting because, you know, for whatever reason, salute to you, too. Because if you don't stand against the system for what you believe, then, of course, nothing is going to happen. And then you got people that's out here saying that we should uh, for whatever reason. I feel like those people are the people that I got the most problems with. Um, you can't attack somebody for, you know, saying they stance on something. It's the reason that, you know what I mean, they feel the way that they feel. And I feel like, you know, if they out here trying to make a change and, and they holding back and doing some shit because they feel like that's going to make something happen, then, you know, <laughs> let them do that. It shouldn't be an issue because somebody was like, man, I'm not voting because, you know, they don't fuck with black people. I'm not voting because, you know what I'm saying, the whole immigration thing. I mean, it is what it is, man. You know, you got to sometimes you got to hear people out. And just because it don't go with uh, your ideologies or your decision makings, that don't mean that it's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Because it don't necessarily mean that you're right. So, you know, sometimes, man, you got to sit people down and talk to them and, and hear them out and see what they really talking about. Because to be honest with you, sometimes the shit that they saying probably make a lot more sense than the shit that you saying. But you just don't want to hear it because you just heard that they said they weren't voting. Uh, me, myself, I voted. And uh, the only reason that I voted was because I knew exactly um, what I was going to vote on. I knew about... Um, the shit that was going on in my area where I live, the things that were going to affect me personally. I am a huge believer in voting midterm. Um, presidential, not so much, only because I know the Electoral College uh, elects the president. We just pretty much just give our opinion on who we think it should be. But midterm is really where we make our voice heard, quote-unquote. So I always make sure I vote midterm. That's all the time, or ever since I could vote. Um the first two presidential elections I was ever involved in was, uh, I voted for Obama twice, of course, because, you know, well, everybody know why. But um, midterm, you know, I do my thing, man. Uh, I make sure I get informed on who all around here. They all crooked, but uh, I guess I got to vote for the less crooked one. Um, sometimes I don't even vote for the motherfuckers that be on the TV when they campaigning and shit. Uh, I usually don't vote Democrat or Republican unless I don't have a choice. Um, I usually vote for um, the Libertarian or the Green Party or whatever the fuck they come up with. Because those are the motherfuckers that I usually research. Those are the people that I usually look for anyway. Uh, because I'm an independent. And so I feel like if I don't give my vote to... Uh, 
two main parties if I don't have a, you know, if I have a choice not to and I can choose a better candidate from those, then I'll definitely do that. Um, and I feel like usually those are the, you know, those are the, the better candidates anyway because they're, they aren't in the major party. You know, it's like be, an artist being on a major label. You know, the Democrats and Republicans is a major label and then you got other, you know, parties out here that's like independent labels and I would rather go with an independent over a major any day. Um, but that's just me, you know what I mean? But I did vote, you know what I'm saying? Um, my wife voted early. So, you know, we, we got out there and we did our thing, man. We got a part of the uh, we got a part of the political process. Um, what I have been doing, though, is I've been researching how to join a political action committee or, um, you know, finding a way to influence... Um, influence the politicians in our area and you know I've been doing as much research as I can because I think that that's the thing that especially black people that's the thing that black people don't really understand is that voting is okay and voting is great and all but if you don't have a plan behind your vote then you basically just you wishing for something to happen you know what I mean you basically just throwing the quarter in the in, in the wishing well and saying, hey, you know, I hope this happens because this person said this, you know, and you going off of just whatever they tell you at this time. And that's not necessarily um, a bad thing for some people. Me personally, I'm not rocking with that. You know, I'm not going with that at all. I prefer to, um, I prefer to know what's going on at all times. And I always want to make sure that I'm doing the right thing and I'm doing the best thing for me. You know what I mean? So, you know, um, salute to everybody who went out there and voted and salute to everybody who stood their ground and said they wasn't going to vote. You know what I mean? That's what the whole, um, that's what the Constitution is for, man. You do what you want to do, basically. Man, it's been a pretty cool week, man. Um, a lot has been going on. Um, like I said, the midterms, of course, you know, Donald Trump out here acting an asshole as usual. He cussing out reporters, which I don't understand why he even doing some shit like that. But, you know, that's what happened when you're a natural born dickhead, man. Um, sports has been going very bad for me. My Ohio State Buckeyes are uh, basically bullshitting on the field every chance they get. They they get they coming out with the W except for the last you know the last loss they had you know what I mean they coming out with the W and I'm cool with that but they just gotta man they gotta adjust man they gotta make some major adjustments before they start you know getting a chance to participate um, in the national championship game because that's what, that's what we play for you know what I mean we the Ohio State Buckeyes we the big boys of the uh you know what I'm saying the NCAA you know what I mean Power Five conference team. Um, and of course, one of the most legendary teams in college football, and I felt like, uh, yeah, we ain't been showing that lately, and so we got to get that fixed, man. Um, my Cleveland Browns—they playing right now, so I'm not gonna say nothing about them. I don't want to say nothing about them. Um, I would rather keep those comments to myself until the game is over with. So, with that being said. Um, <laughs> shit is going okay, I guess. Um, my Orlando Magic have been balling, man. I think we just beat the Wizards. 
which is pretty cool. It's good to see some shit like that. And I know it's early in the basketball season, so um, I'm not really excited because I know shit can get a lot worse down the stretch. But so far, so good. You know what I mean? Um, LeBron looking shaky in L.A. It don't look like he came to do business. But as everybody knows that knows basketball, that ain't what he there for. You know what I mean? He there to build a team, and he also there to build his life up. So, I personally think that uh, LeBron is going to end up. LeBron is going to end up doing his whole producer thing, uh, like he been doing. I think that uh, him doing the whole shop uh, show. I think that's kind of a little telling about what he, you know, what he there for. You know, he was in the. Uh, he was in a train wreck movie with Amy Schumer. And um I think that was his little little taste of uh little taste of the Hollywood life and I think he enjoyed it a little bit too much. And I think him jumping into the whole T V uh movement, doing this thing with the shop, which is a great show by the way. But him doing this thing with the shop, I think that is uh his way of letting people know that he's almost on his way out. I think Brian probably got like a two, maybe two or three more years left to him really giving a fuck about playing basketball. Um, He's kind of on his way out now. You can kind of tell like, because he's settling for points. And when I say settling for points, I don't mean like he he's slacking. I mean, like he, at this point, he really just don't give a fuck. Like, I, I think that he felt like he proved himself, um, within the last few years, which he has. He actually proved himself way before that. But, you know, that's something that he got to go through internally. And apparently he went through that. I think that um, if he would have had the opportunity to uh, play with all his friends like he wanted to not too long ago with, like, Chris Paul, Melo, and all them guys, uh, the Banana Boat Boys or whatever they call it, if they all would have had – chance to get on the team uh i think d way d was the other one but if they all would have had a chance to get on the team together i think that would have been totally different um with this with the way you've seen brian reacting lately i think it would have been totally different with how you've seen him react now um you know he i think he's gonna he's gonna put the lakers in a, a great position i don't see them really having a bad year i think they are going to make the playoffs I think that um I think that they won't go to the Western Conference Finals unless Houston gets put out. If Houston can get put out before uh before around the time of the Western Conference Finals because it's either going to be Golden State in Houston or it's going to be uh Yeah, it's going to be Golden State in Houston or I guess Houston. I don't even think LA gonna get to the Western Conference Finals. The way they've been playing, I don't know, man. That shit kind of shaky. Uh, Brown ain't really, you know, he ain't really doing too much, uh, especially nothing really impressive that I've seen lately. Once again, you know, he's a little bit older, so you know that might be what it is too. Plus. You know, I think, like I said, man, at this point, he ain't even really into it. I think he's just playing to be, you know what I mean, playing to add some extra shit to his legacy because, I mean, what else can this nigga prove? Like, he the greatest player in the league still. Um, Probably one of the most complete players in the league still. 
And then I think next year you're going to have, like, Zion Williamson in the league. Yeah, it's time for that nigga to go ahead and call it a quits. You know what I mean? It's it's a wrap. He could go ahead and just bounce on that shit. He, he shouldn't even give a fuck for real. But, um, yeah, I don't think the Lakers are going to make it to uh to the finals. I don't think they're going to make it to the Western Conference finals. Um, My NBA finals picks, though, I think that it's going to be between uh, Golden State, of course, and the Celtics. Um, I think the, the Celtics are going to have a rough time with Toronto in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think Golden State and Houston, um, that's going to be a tough one. However, I think Houston is going to get put out in five. I think they're going to lose in five. Um, I think they're going to either win that first game or they're going to win that third game. But I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to go more than five with Golden State. And I think the Celtics and the Raptors are going to go seven. For some odd reason, man, I just got a feeling that you know uh, Kawhi Leonard is going to push and he going to get some shit done down there or uh, up there in Toronto, and he going to give Boston a run for their fucking money. I don't think they're going to take them out, but I think they're going to give them you know saying seven hard games. What else is going on? Jimmy Butler just got traded to the 76ers, which is amazing. That's going to be a hell of a team. They actually might step up and uh, take over the East, which is going to be very exciting to see. The East is getting a lot stronger than what everybody thinks, man. Um, Giannis and and those guys in Milwaukee, of course, you know, you got to be careful. You know, they might sneak up and do some shit as well. Um Portland is looking very, uh, yeah, they looking very strong this year too. They, uh, they've been out here getting buckets. Dame Lillard doing this thing. Um, I ain't really seen no players that, uh, that really been standing out this year to me. I mean, everybody, of course, is still doing their thing. I ain't really seen no rookies doing too much of nothing. Um, I haven't heard of them really doing too much of nothing either, so. I mean, like I said, it's still early, so, you know, we got to keep our eyes open and see if that pans out. Um, Let me see. Duke. Duke and Zion Williamson. I think his name is uh, C.J. Barrett or R.J. Barrett or whatever dude's name is. Them niggas is balling. Um, I don't think they're going to do too much once uh, March Madness comes around, only because they're so young. And... You can play like that during the season. Once March Madness come around, like, shit change up big time. Um, you start to see the, you start to see the game plans come in effect. You start to see certain situational skills come in effect. And I don't think they've had enough of that as a team. Of course, it's still early, like I said, man. Like, college basketball just started. I think they're on, like, the third or fourth game of the season. Uh, around this time, but I know that, you know, once March Madness comes, depending on how this season plays out for them, I think that it's going to be real rough for them only because there's so much that goes into those games, and it's it's a different atmosphere. You're not playing at home. Um, and then on top of that, you know, you're not playing the, the conference schedule. You're playing, you know, just whoever they seed you in. I think they're going to get a number one seed, but I think that's going to be to their detriment. 
You know what I'm saying? Quote me on it. They might get to the Elite Eight. I don't think they go in Final Four. I'm calling it Duke is going to drop at the Elite Eight. Um, I hope I'm wrong because I am a Duke fan um, as well as a, a Dayton Flyers fan. So, you know, I hope they actually win the national championship, of course, because, you know, that's my squad. But um, for the most part, yeah, I don't I don't think they're going to get past the Elite Eight. Um, it's cold in Ohio. <laughs> Everybody in the southern state, and they still warm. If you listen to this and you in, like, 70-degree weather, damn you. It's cold as shit out here in Ohio, man. We freezing like a motherfucker. Um, it was it was twenty nine degrees. It, I'm gonna tell you how cold it is. It was so cold outside. It was twenty nine degrees during the day, and then at night, when all the lights cut on, it moved up to thirty two. <laughs> That's how cold it is out here because the lights cut on. We got all the street lights, all the lights by the all that shit. It, it moved up to thirty two because of the heat from the lights. I guess I hope so, but um. It's it's fucking ridiculous, man. It's cold as shit out here. Um which doesn't help me because I record everything in the basement of uh you know what I'm saying, of a very older house. So, yeah, it's kind of bad. You know what I mean? Got the heater and shit running down here. Trying to make it do what it do, man. Still got to get this content out to everybody. But uh for the most part, man, um you know, it seemed like fall just kind of skipped all over Ohio. It was like, it was here for two weeks and then it went on vacation. It was like, yo, winter, you up? And of course, winter was like, yeah, winter is the arrogant, uh, winter is the arrogant, pompous asshole of the seasons in Ohio. Quote that. Winter don't give a fuck about nobody in Ohio. Snow on you whenever, frost your shit up. You be sitting up there waiting for your car to defrost for about five hours fucking around in Ohio, man. This is uh this is like all around merry go round weather. This shit is horrible. But um let me pay some bills real quick. I know we ain't paid bills in a minute. This week's episode is brought to you by Lower State of Mind. Two young brothers come together to create a unique and chill brand of clothing, stylish and innovative. Shirts, hoodies, and other apparel are available for you only at NorthStateOfMind.com. NorthStateOfMind, get yours. That's right. Also, don't forget to go check out their YouTube page, Immaculate Bills, where they do all kind of trick shots, catches, and challenges. Be sure to subscribe and get notified when they drop any new videos. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, without further ado, we got the homie from the... Stolen Time Podcast with Uncle Washington, um, the one and only S. Dot Foster, ladies and gentlemen. What up, my G? What's going on, bro? Man, I'm just trying to live life, man. What's, what's up with you? Man, um, I'm on cloud nine right now, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> my brother's got W. That's what's up. <laughs> My team can't get no W. None of my team get W. So you know, I'm just. I, man, my boys got drugged last night, and then my other boys played Monday night. So and then I just seen that they may move the game because of all those wildfires out in California. Yeah, man, that shit is crazy, man. 
Man, it's like always a wildfire out there. And you wouldn't think so because they right by the fucking ocean. Exactly. I feel the same way. Like, what the hell, man? You think of wildfires being in like Arizona or some shit. Right. And them motherfuckers be right there burning up. Hell yeah, man. I don't get it. So, guess I'm going to have to wait to see what they're going to do with that game. But we got the Giants. Giants ain't doing good. We ain't doing good. Yeah, y'all going to beat their ass. I mean, the team ain't awful, though. That's the thing. Like, I mean, they they got a pretty good squad. You know, quarterback went down. Then they made a quarterback change. So, you know, I mean, but as far as the roster, I mean, the roster's okay. It's a bunch of young guys, though. A lot of guys, people don't really know that well, but. You know, but you got your guys like Richard Sherman and, you know, I mean, you got some noticeable guys, but not, you know, not like no Odell Beckham Jr. type names. Right, right. Yeah, man. Um, Yeah, man, we, I'm surprised at my guys, man. They they played great fucking defense today, even though I didn't get to watch the game. Um, But they held, uh, they held Atlanta to 16. So, I mean, from what I've been hearing, I haven't I haven't really watched the Browns this year. Yeah. But what I've been hearing is that the defense is stout. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. That, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm hearing, you know, and I'm guessing that, you know, a lot of people are still saying they're trying to figure out their quarterback. And, well, not really. I mean, because, you know, it's Baker and everything. So, I guess they're going to run with him. Yeah. Then, you know. But I hear that the defense is good. And it's really that the offense got to catch up with the defense, right? Same I mean, situation. That, you know, that's you know, that's kind of a little normal, man. I think that uh, I think with Baker being there, everything is um, everything is kind of falling into place as far as the offense. I think them letting go of Hugh Jackson was a bad move. Um, yeah, they could have they could have either waited or did that at the beginning of the season, but um. In the middle of the season, I thought that was a horrible move because, you know, you got to get Baker to develop. And then they let go of Ty Haley, too, which I thought was fucking stupid as well. But, I mean, for the most part, you know, they've been doing a great job, man. Greg Williams got that defense looking solid. Um, the offense today looked real good. They looked uh, they looked like they was in motion, man. Um, even though Atlanta got, like, a horrible pass defense, but. They look like there's in motion. Yeah, just make sure Greg Williams don't start that betting thing again and everything going to be all good in Cleveland. Hey, man, look, you know, if he out there betting, you know, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> but he did, but he got caught up with, down there with the Saints, man. That was crazy. Bounty gate, that's what it was. Hey, man, that's why our defense so- good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He out there giving extra money to them hits. I ain't mad at him, man. He, we we got to do something, man. We got we need some kind of incentive. Exactly, man. I mean, it's like you just sitting there thinking we ain't winning no games. At least let's make some money. That's all I'm saying. So, um, man, I've been listening to the uh, the last few episodes that you had, man, um, on Stolen Time. I got to catch up on 28 Minutes or Less. Um, but... The episode you guys had where y'all was talking about uh, the LeBron effect. Um, for those 
that listen to the podcast, uh, I just want you to elaborate a little bit on what you meant by the LeBron effect because, you know what I'm saying, they might not have heard of you yet. So um, elaborate just a little bit on that because I got some stuff I want to talk about uh, about that episode. Well, where I was trying to go and where Uncle Washington took it was two different things. Right. Like, where where I was trying to go was when I met the LeBron effect is was when LeBron seems to leave a team, the team that he left usually is terrible. True. Because at the time when we did that podcast, the Cavaliers were 0-6 at the time. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so he goes there. Now, the Lakers aren't doing great. But I think a lot of people figured that it was going to be that way. and But where Uncle Washington took it was the fact that when LeBron leaves the team, he leaves the last team in shambles. You know, and he talks about how Cleveland gave away a ton of picks and really gave up their future to go for a championship right now. Right. And he was like, it didn't really affect the Heat that much because Pat Riley didn't let LeBron run the team like mm-hmm. Cleveland let him run the team. And, you know, and for the future for the Lakers, are the Lakers going to manage? Well, not manage, but are they going to um, mortgage their future to try to win a championship right now? Like, are they going to try to ship off, you know, either Lonzo or Brandon Ingram or Kyle Kuzma, like get rid of these young players to bring in veteran players to win a championship now? So, like, my whole thing with LeBron LeBron effect is, you know, are you are you willing to stick to your guns and, and do what management, which, you know, which the management he's dealing with now, the Buzz family and Magic, are they going to do their jobs or are they going to let LeBron be in on every decision? Right. Like, basically, that's where we was trying to go. We kind of met somewhere in the middle, but... That's what I was meaning by the LeBron effect. Okay, okay. But um, so I I kind of felt like um I agree with both of you guys. It was you know I was kind of split down the middle on that one, man, because he was right about the whole Cleveland thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, Cleveland did mortgage their future in order to get championships now, which was in hindsight. It was a bad idea, but at the time, it seemed like a great idea. Um, with Miami, Pat Riley, like you said, he wasn't going to let that happen. He already know how to run a team. I think the same thing is going to be done in L.A. I don't think that Magic is going to let that happen. Um, I don't think that he's going to get rid of any kind of young players um, to sacrifice for a championship right now, only because I think he knows that it's not possible. Um, I don't care how many moves that they make, they definitely aren't going to get a championship this year. I don't even think that they're getting into the Western Conference playoffs. Um, I just said earlier that um, I think it's going to be um, the Warriors and the Rockets in the Western Conference. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think it's going to be the Celtics and the Raptors. I think the Warriors and the Rockets are going to go five, and I think the uh, Raptors and the Celtics – uh, are going to go seven, and I think it's going to be the Warriors and the Celtics in the finals. But I think okay, that, I can see that. Yeah, but I think that um, I think I think that definitely happened with Cleveland as far as LeBron kind of just sucking them dry of everything that they had, and I really wasn't too mad at that. 
um, only because of the way when he left out the first time, the way Dan Gilbert kind of did him. I think that that was more so karma than it was um, just bad planning. Um, if you even if you look at Miami, Miami really didn't. They didn't suffer. They just, you know, what I mean, had like a bad time because not only did Brian leave, Dwayne Wade left, and then Chris Bosh he ended up leaving too. So that was just really, I think, more so the whole issue of the big three leaving more so than just LeBron. Um, Cleveland, oh. Cleveland definitely took an L. And then L.A., I don't think L.A. is going to be too bad. I think uh, I think they're going to be all right. Well, when you look at the, the Miami part, like, if, if you want to give, like, I'm a LeBron guy, but, like, right. sometimes, you know, he does do things that I would question. Like, you know, you on a plane with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh leaving out of Las Vegas and y'all don't speak at all. And then Dwayne Wade opts out of his contract mm-hmm. and then he decides to go back to Cleveland. Now, what happened to Bosh, see, because LeBron left, Dwayne Wade left, but Bosh stayed, got the new contract, and then he got those heart problems, remember? Right, he ended up getting, like, blood clots or something, right? Yeah, and yeah. he couldn't play. Yeah. And um, so then Miami sitting there stuck with, like, man, we had a big three, then we left with one, and then the one got heart clots. Right. So, and and they still bounced back managedly well. Like, they didn't, they didn't fall completely off. I mean, like, when I look at Cleveland – even though I'm not a championship guy, I get why they did what they did. Yeah. Now, did they give up too much and manage their future too much? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but but you think about a market like Cleveland, though, a place where you can't get, you know, marquee guys to come there. Because a lot of people don't seem to remember, LeBron tried to get those guys, because he talked to Chris Bosh and tried to get Bosh to come to Cleveland. Yeah. Before this Miami thing happened. So he wanted to stay in Cleveland, but he just couldn't get anyone to come there. Well, yeah, Dan Gilbert wasn't going to pay him. Yeah. So I get why he was doing what he was doing. You know, now, then you got to think about the ticket prices and stuff. Like Dan Gilbert, as pissed off as he was with LeBron, you still in the business of making money. LeBron is a money maker. And when you got LeBron, because I heard something like, you know, the tickets was like, you know, I mean, just to get in the building, it was like 500 or something like that. And I seen something like for the first, it was either the first home game or the second home game, you could get in quick and long for $11. Right. So that's another thing that goes. You said 11? That's what they said on ESPN. God damn, I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, man, they said, they said the cheapest ticket was $11, dude. And I was like, wow. And that's something else you can add to the LeBron effect. So it's like, but I do agree with Uncle Washington, though. I think it's getting to a point in the NBA where guys are looking at LeBron, and it's like, you know what? We probably could get a championship without him. I don't think it's going to be a lot of guys clamoring to go, well, stars clamoring to go to L.A. unless they already wanted to go to L.A. Because you got to remember, Paul George could have went to the Lakers mm-hmm. and he chose to stay in OKC. Yeah. You know, and then suppose, I don't know if this is true, but the reports was that he talked to Durant about not resigning and coming to the Lakers and Durant resigned. And it, I don't see why 
Durant would even leave the situation that he's in. That's why I didn't believe it. But he talked to people. And and I'm going to tell you something else. I don't think Kawhi, I think Kawhi might end up staying where he is. That would, I mean, the way he looking in Toronto, that would be a great move. That's what I'm saying. So like, and they can definitely build around him too. Exactly. So I don't know. As far as this Laker thing, like mm-hmm. if 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 Kuzma and Brandon now, if those guys can be what they thought that if Ball, Ingram, and all that, if they can live up to their draft picks. The Lakers will be fine because he can get those guys to come in on the veteran minimum and all that type stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I mean that's that's easy money, but those guys have to pan out in LA. And if they don't pan out, you know this four year thing that he got, yeah. LeBron ain't gonna sniff no championship. Right. But I I think that um to your point of guys not wanting to uh, play with LeBron or not necessarily not playing with LeBron, but them thinking that they can get championships without LeBron. I think that it's, um, I think it's in the the range more so now of the big three, the whole big three uh, phenomenon is kind of dying out. If you really look at like Houston, you know, that's really like their situation that they got is technically a big three. You know, they got Melo, Paul, and um, Harden. That's a big three situation for real. Um, you think so? Only because of the names, I, not necessarily talent wise. Okay. I think Melo okay, is okay. on his way out. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he is. Uh, yeah. Melo is the uh, the one old guy who can shoot at the Y. Like when y'all picking up teams, <laughs> <laughs> that's who he is. He the he the old guy at the Y who got that wet jumper. Like he ain't gonna yeah. he ain't gonna play too much defense or rebound, but he gonna definitely get you some points. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a ball stopper. So if you give him the ball, you might as well turn around and go get the rebound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like period, like for real, like and that OKC thing did not work out like at all. Nah, man. I mean, but everybody knew that though. Melo, uh, yeah. I think his issue in New York was the fact that he wanted the ball all the time, and you send him to OKC with Russell Westbrook. That shit ain't gonna work. Nah. And with Paul George, nah. But yeah, Paul George ain't that type of guy though. Nah, Paul George played defense. Yeah. I think that's his that's his biggest thing. I think he just wanted to be on a team where he could really just play his game. And his game is basically just all around. He gonna get you some points, but he also gonna get some rebounds, play some defense, you know what I'm saying, get a few assists and you know what I'm saying, get some hustle, you know, some hustle points while you at it. I think he's just more so of a great all-around player, and he just wanted to be comfortable playing his style of basketball, and I think OKC is the best place for him to do that. Yeah, because I don't think he wants the spotlight. I think Paul George is one of those guys just like, look, I want to be just a part of the team. Like, I don't – because when he was in Indiana, because he – at that time, like, Danny Granger was like the guy. It was Danny Granger, Roy Hibbert, and then it was like, oh, this Paul George guy. Right. And then Danny Granger started getting them injuries. Then Paul George come on the rise, and then Roy Hibbert was on his way down. So yeah. then he became the guy, and it was like I don't think he was comfortable in that spotlight. And like being at OKC, we all know Russell Westbrook is going to get all the shine, and like Paul George can just, you know, he could just play ball. And it seems like that's all Paul George really want to do. Of course, you know he got 
you know, Gatorade commercials. He got his own signature shoe and all of that. But yeah. I think he just wanted to be a part of the team, you know, not really be the reason of winning and also not being the reason of losing. And I think that he just um, – he just one of those guys – he like Kawhi, man. He just want to play basketball. He don't really care about yeah. being a star. He don't really care about the spotlight. I mean, if it come, cool, but – for the most part, man, you could tell like he really just wants to play basketball. See, I like those guys. I like the guys yeah. that just want to play because it's I don't know, man. The NBA, like some guys. I mean, and, and like speaking of like OKC, like you said that you got Houston, um, Golden State. Uh-huh. You said Philly, and not no, Philly. No. You said. Um, no, you said uh, uh, Celtics uh, uh, Toronto and, the and Boston. Yeah. Yeah. And see, the predictions I had was I had Philly, which is starting to look a little better now since that uh, Jimmy Butler trade. Jimmy Butler trade. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and I said the Celtics. <laughs> what? Now, they, they gave up, now, they gave up Darko. Yeah. Um, you know, they got, and Darko was a, was a, was a, a really good piece with what they was doing. Right. So they gave up Darko. Um, who's the other guy? Uh, Covington. So they lost. A, they lost another three, a three-point guy. Really, two of their three-point guys. So their shooting is going to hurt. But defensively, and in like guys that are straight-up athletes, yeah, like Philly got better. Like I feel better about my Philly going to the Eastern Conference Finals to play Boston, and then I had the Warriors and OKC, and see. Yeah, OKC started slow, but I just felt like, you know, when you got – if they run that offense off of Dennis Schroeder and have Russell Westbrook off the ball, and you got Paul George, and then you also got Steven Adams, like, I mean, that's a pretty good team. Yeah. And, and so I was thinking – because I feel like Houston is going to take a step back. Okay. And then more than likely, Chris Paul's going to get hurt in the first round, hamstring or something. And then he's going to be out and he can't play and it's going to like screw up the whole little rotation. Then if, if Chris Paul go out, then they're probably going to put Melo in the starting lineup and it's just going to screw everything up. Yeah, so, yeah. like, that's what I had. I mean, it's, it's all guess, you know, and I, I just wanted to, like, throw a wrench in it because I felt like a lot of people was going to say Houston. And I was like, man, let me just throw a monkey wrench in this thing and say Man, what about OKC? Because OKC can sneak up on you. That's true. I mean, and it's still early, too, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, barring injuries and everything else and trades. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's still fairly kind of early. Yeah, it is. It, it, because Russell Westbrook started the year off hurt, so he wasn't right. even playing. So we don't know exactly what they're going to look like and how they're going to run their offense. So, you know, I'm, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay with my pick or whatever. See what happens. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm 100% confident on it, but, but I just feel like the West, the West is crazy, dude. I mean, I mean, who knows, man? It, it might be Utah, man. I mean, the way Donovan Mitchell been playing, you know, they drafted uh, your boy the Duke. Uh, What's my man name? Grayson Allen. Yeah. I don't know. He might do something. Nah. That's... <laughs> I'm not. I don't I was know, never, man. I was never a big Grayson Allen fan. I always thought he was like, um, he 
He remind me of like the uh the the evil twin of JJ Reddick. He he to me he just remind me of a goon. Like kind of yeah, but he just he, he a fuck up man. Like he is, you know, he remind me of a little bit though. He he's remind me of a more athletic, better shooter of a taller Hansbro. Yeah, but he a, he a dirty version. Yeah. Well, I always thought, well, no, I didn't think he was dirty. I thought Tyler Hansborough was just clumsy. No, not Tyler like, Hansborough. I'm talking about... Uh, uh, Grayson. Grayson Allen, yeah. I, 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 he a dirty-ass player, man. Like, he the, he the he, type, of, type of dude, like, y'all be up 50, and he just started doing stupid shit like kicking people. Like, why are you kicking yeah. people when y'all winning? <laughs> Like you supposed to do that type of shit when y'all losing. Like that's how you get in motherfuckers head. When yeah. you winning, like you don't need to do that. Yeah, that's a great point. Like that's what the Chicago Bulls should have did when they let Clay go off of, uh, for fifty two in twenty four minutes, and right. they was down. You know they let the Warriors score ninety two points in the first half. Like exactly. I'm that's getting when you ejected. Start kicking people. Yeah, I'm getting ejected, man. I'm not staying in this game. Well, I look like that was ridiculous. I don't know. That's oh why. shit! The Titans just beat the Patriots. Yeah, they routed them. <laughs> hey, that made my day. Yeah, this is a great day for me, man. Um, yeah. What's been going on, man? Uh, <clears throat> what you been watching on Netflix? Let me see Netflix. I haven't really been on Netflix. Like the last thing I really, really watched on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Was um the was it the hunting of Hill House? I tried, man. I tried. I couldn't do it. I liked it. I liked it, man. I I thought that I thought that you know the way, like what I like. I usually don't like when they go back and forth in the time. Yeah. But I like the way they did it because it was like when they would show you something, they would explain why in the past or vice versa. Like they right. would do something and they would you know what I'm saying. I thought it turned out to be really good. That's the last thing I really watched on Netflix. Yeah. Like, cause see, some of my other shows are coming back. That's on regular TV. Okay. Like, like you know, like Shameless came back, but they on a break now. Um, but my but my show Ray Donovan is back now. I never got into Ray and Donovan. Like, oh my god, dude! Ray Donovan is like all time. Like I now, like, uh, I like Liam Shriver though. Man, like his character in that, cause like. He's like now he used to be a Hollywood like fixer dude. Okay. But see now in this new season, season six, he's in New York now. Oh okay. and so yeah, so now he's like fixing stuff out there. It's just like for instance, like so this girl, like this season, she's running for like mayor or something. So dude got a sex tape out on her. So she's trying to so she calls this woman to get ready to get involved. So she can get on um, for Ray to get the um, what you call it, the sex tape. So when Ray go over, the dude was already there. A girl shot the dude. Oh, so shit. yeah, so now Ray got to figure out a way to get her out of it, and basically depend on somebody else. So the very first episode, Ray jumped from the building, tried to kill himself or whatever. And cop saves him, and the cop already had a dude in his car already. So 
the dude, the cop took them somewhere or something. The cop did something he didn't supposed to do. And the guy that was already in the car was trying to get the cop in trouble for taking him somewhere else or something. So what Ray does is he asked the cop to get them what well, to get him some uh some drugs out of evidence. Yeah. So call that one guy up, say, look, we're gonna pay you off so you don't say nothing about that cop. So he tells him to meet him where a girl shot the dude at. So then he shoots him, put drugs in his hand, put the gun in the other dude's hand to make it look like it was a drug deal gone bad. The girl that's running for mayor in the clip. Oh, okay. Yeah, like he does stuff like that. But it's also he got a dysfunctional family. His dad is like crazy. Like I, don't, I like it's it's so hard to explain to all the sum it up on how much stuff is like going on in that show. Yeah. Like I like a lot of stuff with like chaos. Like like a lot of stuff where it's like everything is, you know, kind of edgy of his seat type stuff. Right. You know, but like you know, like I've been watching that. I know you don't watch it no more, but. I know that this is his last season, so I kind of I want to see oh, what happens. No, I, I watched that yeah. episode. I haven't seen the last two. I've been I too. Gotta, good. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't seen. I gotta go. Well, back I haven't and seen watch the beginning of the season. Oh, okay, okay. I haven't watched last week and new the new one come on tonight. But yeah, yeah. but it's like I don't know. I will say this: there is one scene. Not last week, but the week before, where he's having flashbacks of when he was in a hospital in Atlanta. Mm. And now I'm like somebody. I think that was the last episode. It might have been the last episode because I seen like 15 minutes of it. Okay, yeah, that was the last episode. Yeah, and I haven't seen I haven't seen the rest of it. And uh, someone told me that watches The Walking Dead was like, man, I got a feeling that. All this stuff is gonna go back to the hospital, and Rick dreamed all of it. Yeah, and I actually, was like, actually, I, that's exactly what happened. I was like, man, I was like, I never thought of that. Um, so, the, I don't, the twist on the end is gonna leave you kind of pissed off. But oh uh, shit, yeah, it's a, it was. Put it like this: For somebody who who started watching The Walking Dead, like since the premiere of the show, like I remember the night it came on, and they played it twice. Because the first time they played it, it was just a regular episode, and the second time they played it in black and white. And um, since somebody who's been watching it since it came out, like it brought back that that uh, that curiosity for the show. Cause recently, I think the for me the whole Negan thing that shit kind of killed everything for me because I expected one of the two to die. Yeah, and since they didn't give me that, it was like ah, uh, and then they, it it just seemed like they kept dragging it out. So this new season, I didn't even know it was on. Actually, I found out because my brother said something about it, and um, he said something about Rick dying. So I instantly tuned in because I, I I had been hating Rick since last season. <laughs> so I was ready for that. A lot of people was mad about the decision that he made on not killing Nick. Man, listen, man, come Cause, on, bro. Cause you still there? Yeah. Okay, it was saying that my signal was getting low. Oh, okay. but but a lot of people 
A lot of people was upset. I mean, I get what Rick's trying to do, with it, but the one single problem with Rick, Rick keep going in and out. Like, yes. he will give no one a chance, and then he'll switch over and be like, oh, well, everyone should have a chance. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, out of all the people, like, you didn't give the governor a chance, but you want to give Negan a chance? I think he ain't give the governor a chance because the governor was getting cheeks. Yeah. Smashing, uh, Andrea. Yeah, and then, ah, oh man, I can't remember. Did did he ever get to smash Maggie? I remember he had a laid out on the table, but I don't remember if he did or not. Nah, I don't think so. I don't, yeah, I don't think he did. He had a like laid out on the table, but I don't yeah. think he ever smashed. Nah, I don't but think like, so. but yeah, like I don't, I don't know. I, it's crazy. Do you watch Fear the Walking Dead though? Um. I watched the first season, and for me, I couldn't watch both because I was I was too much into the actual Walking Dead that the fear of the Walking Dead was kind of like them trying to shift that. Like that's how I kind of knew that the Walking Dead was about to start dying off because they had to make a second show, and I didn't want to be a part of that. Cause you know Morgan was in the last season, right? And the way that one ended was Morgan was taking those characters from there and driving them to Virginia. Oh, so, so he going back? Yeah, he's going back now. Oh, shit. So it's like, yeah. So I don't know if if it's going to be a clash of these Walking Deads. Well, those characters from there is going to meet up and it's going to be just a mash of a Walking Dead. I don't, I don't know. Right. Yeah. It is with it. Let me ask you this though: Have you seen the new Halloween movie? Um, no. I uh, I need to see it because I heard that um, Andrew Schultz is in it. I ain't see Andrew Schultz in that. What I thought? I thought like um, on a couple um, brilliant idiots, he was talking about how he was supposed to be in the Halloween movie. I I didn't see him. I mean. Okay. I, I mean, I didn't see him. I mean, I wasn't looking for him. Right. But, like, because I, I spoke about it. if it was him, though. Yeah, unless yeah. he was just, like, someone that didn't get no words in or something. Because right. I would have been, like, been like, oh, that's Andrew. Okay. But I, I need I need to watch it again because I spoke about it on the last uh, 28 minutes or less that I've done. Right. I mean, I didn't really, I didn't really speak about the movie necessarily. Mm-hmm. It was just things that I need to watch it again with a different perspective because it pissed me off. Because what they did was they negated every Halloween. Like, the only ones they tied in was Halloween 1 and Halloween 2. What are you and the reason I say... But, like, but see, they saying that they saying that he's been locked up for 40 years. It's like, oh, so we okay. supposed to... Be, yeah, so we supposed to forget that Halloween H2O happened? Well, not nah, because like, you got. You can, <laughs> it's like before, even before H two O. It's like it's like five Halloweens before H two O, wasn't it? Well, see, like the way I explained it was, okay, let's say y'all want to discount Halloween three was just stupid as fuck. It was right. season of the witch. Michael Michael Jackson, Michael Myers <laughs> wasn't even. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say Michael Jackson. But Michael Myers wasn't even he wasn't even in it. So it's yeah. like, okay, you can take that out. Okay, Halloween four and five. Okay, you want to take that out? Um, you know, cause 
um, what's her name? Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't in it. I was like, okay, right. I can understand if you want to take those out. If you want to take uh, Curse of Michael Myers, okay, I get it. She wasn't in it. But she was in H2O. And she had a son in Halloween H2O. Which but one was then the one you with Buster Rhymes? Yeah. No, 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 no. Buster Rhymes was the one Halloween Resurrection. Resurrection, okay. Yeah. So it's like, now you're telling me that, okay, if you want to toss all these other ones out, that's fine. It is what it is. But you're going to say that Halloween H2O did not happen at all, even though we watched Jamie Lee Curtis in that movie? Yeah, like, like it so make- is her son in the new one? No. She has a daughter. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, dude, I was, like, so mad. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, I mean, it, it, I have to watch it again. And if if I could forget every Halloween I've ever seen, right. I would be fine. But well, maybe it's, when I watch uh, Maybe it's like the um, how they do comic books. They just got, like, a totally different storyline. They used the first two and then just ran with that. Because, you know, like, uh, the the first, the original Batman movies, the one with Michael Keaton, um, mm-hmm. and the, I think it switched to, like, Val Kilmer. The original Batman movies yep. are um, based on the earlier comics. And then the ones with Christian Bale are based on the Dark Knight comics. Yep. So maybe it's like that. Like maybe they just got different, you know what I'm saying, storylines. Yeah, that's well, yeah. I I mean I can see that. I can see that. I was just so upset because it was just like like my dumb ass got like a whole script in my head of what they could have done. Yeah. <laughs> and like I, I like dude, I put together a whole scenario. I was like, shit. So if you want to use Halloween four or whatever, she had a daughter. Like, the girl in Halloween 4 was her daughter, but she gave her up for adoption. So I was like, shit, you could bring her back. Yeah. And then and the you could bring Josh. Yeah. And then you could bring. It's, oh, my God. So you didn't even let me get there because I was getting there. Yeah. <laughs> like, she already knew he was I was going. Like, dude, I already knew you was going. Dude. Because <laughs> I was like, you can bring Josh Hartnett back. Mm-hmm. And then they meet for the first time. We're like, oh, well, this is your sister. I gave her up for adoption. Right. You know, years ago, you know, nah, 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 all this type stuff. And you meet them together. Because the thing is, because the thing is, in Halloween 4, she, like, she was having visions of like being Michael Myers. Oh, okay. And so that, and at the end, like she had a knife. She was about, to, I can't remember if she killed the person or she was about to kill the person. Yeah. Because in Halloween five, she didn't talk. And you know what? so I I'm thinking, seen, I don't think I ever seen three through four. Oh, I'm sorry. Three through five. Yeah. And so like, basically, like, yeah. Cause I was like, if y'all want to end Michael Myers, but keep this thing going, because she, and like, you could put in a storyline of she been battling through like depression or whatever and be like, you know, battling with having these visions of being Michael Myers and stuff. And then when they actually kill him at the end, then she kind of takes the reign of being Michael Myers and just being the girl version or whatever or whatnot. But I had this whole script in my head, dude, and I went and seen that movie. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was so mad, dude. I had to rant about it on the podcast, man. I was yeah. like, man, I was like, so disappointed. 
Yeah, um, I think what? the last good movie I saw was uh, Venom. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, man, it's real good. I haven't seen um, it yet. It's, the way they did it is more so of the current Venom, where he's the anti-hero instead of just like the villain. Okay. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty dope. Um, I also seen The Nun. Have you ever seen The Nun? No, I want to see it, man. Yeah, yeah man. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. It's uh, it's one I, of those movies that it, it kind of drag out for a little bit, but, like, once the action come, it get good. Man, this whole Conjuring thing, like, that was great the way they got it set up. Like, this thing could go on forever. Like, it, it's never ending because of that room in the Conjuring. There's so many different items in there. And they can just basically take an item and just write a script about it. Because they did Annabelle. And that's how like they that, got Annabelle. They? Yeah. Yeah, they did Annabelle like that. And then they did the nun. So it's like, they can, like, they can keep this thing going forever. And, and, and I like them. I like both of the Conjuring, I like the Annabelle. Um, and like I said, like you said, the nun. I haven't seen the nun yet, okay. but I will get in. That's pretty cool, yeah. man. Um, I think that'd be pretty dope, though. I thought I would very, I would be very interested in seeing what they do with um the next movie that they uh run off of that because I think the uh it's two conjurings, ain't it? Yeah, it's two conjurings, yeah. I so. Yeah, I think they'll be able to run a third movie now and then probably do something off of that. That, Like you said, it'll be, you can keep riding with that shit. Um, what else was I going to talk to you about, man? Um, oh, yeah, midterms, man. Um, how did it go down there where you at, man? Did it did it come out the way you wanted it to? The, the what did? The midterms. Midterms? Yeah. Midterms. Voting. No. The what? I'm not following. Midterms. Oh, no. Nah. Um, because you know everybody had to vote this week. Oh, man. Come on, man. I'm in the South, man. What you talking about? I know. I know, man. That's why I had to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in South Carolina, man. Like, well, shit. You know, I ain't I mean, gonna lie I... to you, man. Being in Ohio is like being in the South, too, though. Shit. We, we a Republican okay. state like a motherfucker. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I went, I did my job. Me and Uncle Watcher, we did our job. You know, we went down to the polls, went, you know, but it's like, you know, but the big news is like, you know, what's going on in Georgia and Florida. Like, a lot of people was upset what's going on with that. I still don't even know if they're done with the recount yet. Oh, um, in, in Georgia. Because, yeah, like, yeah. Like um, space, yeah. It's in Florida, too, right? Well, uh, my man, um, what's his name? Uh, Gillum. Andrew Gillum gave up. Oh, okay. he, he he conceded. Okay. Yeah, he just, yeah he conceded and just said let it go. But but Stacey Abrams didn't. She was like, nah, like I want a recount. Okay, so Georgia because she on. I believe so. I haven't heard anything about it yet, but I do know that they was going to do a recount. Right. Because they said that she lost by a very small margin. Right. And, and I think that she did. Yeah, so she's like, nah, she's like, recount that shit. <laughs> hey, well, I'm going to tell you what's crazy, though. Like, uh, I had, I think I had left right after work to go vote. And um, so 
the voting place was like right around the corner from my job. And um, anytime I go vote, it's a funny thing because I'm independent. So when I go vote, like they kind of look at me funny, like, and you better not vote Republican. So I be laughing and I get my little card and shit. So after I go vote, we go back, you know what I'm saying? Me and the wife, we watching the uh, television, you know what I mean, to see what's going on as far as the election. And when it first started, like, you could tell all the Republican motherfuckers was happy because uh, Stacey Abrams was, like, at 28%, and dude was already at, like, 60 when the votes was getting counted. And, man, yeah. it was on Fox News. They damn near had a party already for that motherfucker. <laughs> and then uh, after that happened, I think it was a Wednesday morning. Yeah, it was Wednesday morning. And I checked back with Fox News, and them motherfuckers was shaking in their boots, man. What the hell was going on? They was like, man, what the fuck? They was ready to party, man. They had the cake and shit ready. They had the candles lit. I'm like, nah, man, I just Atlanta ain't going out like that, man. Hell no. Nah. That reminded me of something. What, like, I heard there was some people that had a problem with uh Did you hear D.L. Hughley on uh The Breakfast Club? Yeah. People were having a problem when he was like, go ahead and like let white people have uh, blackface. Oh, yeah, man. Megan Kelly, dumbass. Megan Kelly. Like, I, no, I was going to say something, I ain't going to say it. Nah, but, go ahead, man. You know you got to <laughs> hear that shit. She need to hear it. Man, she, it's like, come on. Like, I sit, like, I heard, the, I, I hear the point that she's trying to make, but like, don't sit there and try to act clueless, man. Like, like it's it's either you naive to history or you just flat out stupid. It's like, I, and I don't think that she's flat out stupid. No, you I, I do not know. believe. Yeah, like I I do not believe she's stupid, and it's like, but she try to act like she is to come off. She's trying to come off like a dumb blonde when we know yeah. you're not a dumb blonde. Exactly. Like not nah, like I'm not buying it, but like I thought it was funny what he said. He was like, you know. He's like, go ahead and let them wear a black face and then, you know, let their credit score go down. <laughs> yeah, and their blood pressure go up. <laughs> yeah, their blood pressure go up. He was like, yeah, you know, let them try to talk back to the police and get shot. Hell so I'm yeah. like, I thought this shit was hilarious. I mean, me personally, man, DL, he one of them dudes, man. I'm, I'm glad that he is in the lane that he in right now as far as doing, um, I guess you could call it political humor. But I'm uh-huh. glad that he's one of the guys that's in that realm because he's smart enough to um he's smart enough to uh help the help the people that listen digest what he's talking about. He he's smart enough to break down the content for it. Um I wish Chris Chris Rock would get into that lane as well, but as far as the whole blackface thing go, I mean, man, for real, it's nothing new. Like you said, man, you can't be that stupid not to know what the fuck is going on. It's It's been what? I think America is damn near 500 years old now. Like, come on, man. Like, we ain't, we ain't and truth be told, we really not that far from uh, removed from that era. You know what I mean? Like, blackface was what? Was in the... Up to the late 1800s. That's like my great grandma's age. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't that far removed. I mean, it was damn near like, if you really think about it, it was damn near just around the corner. Yes, you're right. You're right. And I know and I know you said you haven't caught up on the uh, 
the 28 minutes or less. But yeah. So, and I heard Gan speak about it, I think the second to last podcast, where you said that, you know, I've done a list of the top 10 best hood movies or whatever, right? Yeah. So you don't know the list, though. Um, I listened to that episode. I forgot who you had, and I think you had, uh... Okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got it. I got it in front of me. And yeah, I, and I, I got, want your I got it. On. Yeah, go ahead, cause I, I got something to okay. throw in there. You missed. You missed. Yeah, it. yeah. Okay. All right. Right. So at number ten, I had training day. Okay. Yeah. Then go up. I got paid in full. Uh huh. I got American Gangster. Uh huh. I got Belly. Uh huh. And I got set it off. Uh huh. Then top five, I got Minister Society. Okay. Okay, New Jack City. Okay. Then I got Dead Presidents. Okay. Then Jews. Yeah. And then Boys in the Hood. Okay. Um, Boys in the Hood should not be number one. Even though it was a great hood movie, it shouldn't have been number one. I thought uh, Minister okay. Society should have been number one only because it was a very accurate depiction of that area at that time. Um. I also think that you, um, I know you did honorable mentions too. I forgot what you had on honorable mention, but yeah, oh, I, I, I think training day should have been replaced with Friday. Um, Friday is a hood classic. Um, and I think you forgot, um, I just was talking about it. Um, What was the other movie? Well, like the honorable mentions that I had, yeah, I had uh, In Too Deep, mm-hmm. uh, South Central, yeah. Um, I had Fresh, I had uh, Illegal Tender, Kalito's Way, Above the Rim, uh, Do the Right Thing. Uh, how did, hold on, how did, Colors. How did Do the Right Thing not make top ten? The only reason why is because of the storyline, like. I felt like Do the Right Thing was more of a um more of a conscious movie. Right. Than really like when like when I thought of the list, I was like the like a lot of the factors that I tied in was, you know But it was about just, the hood though. I mean it was about the hood, but it was like a different part of the hood. Like like you didn't see any really no drug dealing in it. You didn't see no murdering, really. You know, well, the dude got, you know, my man, Radio... Radio uh, R.I.P. Radio Raheem, man. Yeah, Radio Raheem. And he did die from the hands of a cop, choked out like Eric Garner. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I see, that's why I even put it on the honorable mention, because I was like, I feel like it's, it's, it's in the hood. It takes place in the hood, but to me, it was more of, like, a conscious-type movie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah. Like when you when you mention a group like Public Enemy or something, well, I mean, like Public uh, Enemy, just, uh, Boys in the Hood was a conscious movie. It, it was a conscious movie, but the 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 character of Doughboy though, like Doughboy Chris, my man, are uh, always when they rode around that little ass red car, mm-hmm. like that killed me, man. Like y'all can't ride no hoopty, they don't ride around that little red car. <laughs> now I'm just saying though, like to me, I thought, I thought. The character, and maybe it's just a. This might be just me going solo though. But I thought Doughboy was the the reason that it was a conscious movie, only because 
he was so aware of his surroundings and who he was and what was going on. Like, at the time, a lot of motherfuckers really wasn't aware that, like, Doughboy was. Like, even at the end when he said, like, either they don't know, they don't show, or they don't care what's going on in the hood. Like, that was as conscious as it get. Well, I thought Furious was the conscious one, the, the yeah. most conscious one. Well, see, that, and, and and that's why I said, like, that's why I said Doughboy to me was because Furious was... To me, he was more so. Of course, he was. He wasn't the main character, but he was like he was that obvious person. You know what I'm saying? Like just just the way his character was, it was obvious he was the conscious guy. But the fact of the main characters, you had Trey who was kind of finding his way. Ricky got killed, and then Doughboy knew what was going on with all this shit. Like for real, for real, he was the one that was he was a he was beyond his years compared to all of them. You know what I'm saying? So, to me, I felt yeah. like he knew what he was doing at all times. Like, he knew what was, you know what I'm saying, what was supposed to be done, what wasn't supposed to be done. But at the same time, he knew he was aware of the surroundings. He was aware of who they was. He was aware of how they were supposed to be, shit like that. Like, he knew the shit that they was living wasn't right. And at the same time, he knew this is what they had to do to survive. So, that's why I felt like, he, to me, he was the most conscious out of all of them. Yeah, like I get it. See, Uncle Washington had a problem with Boys in Hood too, because he was like, it was a second. You know, when he think, no, no, no. I was saying that he had a problem oh. with it also. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> nah, not a two. Nah, he was, nah, he had a problem with it also because okay. because of the furious character. Because I mean, because if you when you look at Trey, like Trey's the main character, right? So Trey raised by his dad, and and, and furious give him tons of teacher moments, right? Right. So Trey takes in the knowledge from his dad, but also, you know, friends with Doughboy and Ricky. And then Ricky, the typical hood dude, great football player, heading to USC. And then he gets caught in the crossfires of his brother because his brother, you know what I'm saying, is the drug dealer. Right. Always got, you know, problems with the the cross game dudes or whatever, whatnot. So, like, that's a lot of stuff that happened in the hood. And then you got the people like, uh, uh, Trey and his girlfriend Brandy, who just happened to just live in the hood, and they just trying to get out, and they use their education to get out. And Ricky was gonna use his athletic ability to get out. So it's like I think, I think that Boys in the Hood, I think for me to make it number one is all of those factors. You got the consciousness, you got the drug dealers, you got. The murdering, you got the football player, you got the smart kid. It's just like it's so much stuff tied into it. Right. I just think when you look at the storyline of it, like even though I like all those other movies, I just felt like, like cinema wise, Boys now Boys in the Hood might not be the most vicious. Like you said, when you think about Menace to Society, I mean, that's just crazy. So you tell me if you got beef with somebody. Tell me who you want to go with you. Do you want Doughboy to go with you? Do you want Bishop to go with you? Do you want Nino Brown to go with you? Or do you want Odal to go with you? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I ain't gonna lie. I want Doughboy. And I'm gonna tell you I why. I thought you were gonna say Odal. <laughs> oh, hell nah. Odal a hothead. I don't, I don't fuck with hothead. <laughs> <laughs> he, gonna, he gonna be the one that 
we kill the motherfucker and then we go off and hide and then he do some other shit to get us caught. Nah, so he already etched out. Um, Bishop, Bishop was cool, but Bishop wasn't tough till he got the gun. So, nah, yeah. I don't trust him. Um, and then, um, and it took him too long to smoke somebody when he had that gun too. He was at odds with that. Yeah. Guy. Yeah, and then you shoot your own friend and stuff. Yeah, like nah. I, yeah. yeah, see, there you go. I can't. I definitely can't trust him now. And then, <laughs> and then Nino <laughs> Brown is um. Nah, I don't fuck with Nino. I I didn't like Nino when I first watched New Jack City. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna get into that, but nah, I don't fuck with Nino Brown. Um, to me, Nino is uh. He is the um. He is the epitome of. One of them niggas that's in the hood, and as soon as they get a chance to make it out the hood, they're going to let you know they made it out the hood, but not in a great way. So to me, Yeah, uh, I get you. Yeah, it's going to be Doughboy. Doughboy was always a ride or die nigga anyway. He was. Yeah, but um, to my point about Nino Brown, um, Nino Brown, he took over the hood through the crack game, right? Yep. And as he took over the hood in the crap gang crack gang, he let excuse me, he let the power take o- take over his whole ego. He let his ego grow so much from that little shit that he start fucking up all of his relationships with everybody. If you watch the way he treated his brother, if you watch the way he treated his girl, if you watch the way he started treating motherfuckers in the community, like all that shit. To me, Nino Brown is the reason that, um, Nino Brown is a, well, I'm not going to say the reason, I'm sorry. Nino Brown is a prime example of the dope dealers you see now. To where it ain't no morals, it ain't no no guidelines, no rules, no nothing. They don't give a fuck about nothing. They just trying to get that money and keep it pushing. To whereas, before the, the era of Nino Brown, you used to have dope dealers who, they live by a code. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was a, uh, and, and I spoke about this with Gan a bunch of times on the podcast, but it was a code. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember back in the day, when even when I was little, and this was before, like, New Jack City really was a big thing. But um, even when I was little, I remember going to play at the park, and the dope boys used to be riding around the park, and if they seen you doing some shit you weren't supposed to do, like, they'd stop what they doing, come snatch you up and take you to your mom. Or take you to your parents, or take you to your grandparents, or whoever you live with, and you'll get in trouble because the dope boy caught you. Like basically, this nigga snitching on you, but he trying to keep you yeah. out of the streets because you know what I'm saying he don't want to see you going through the shit he going through. But that's just how the you know what I'm saying that's how the dope boys used to be. Like I remember we used to get money from dope boys in the neighborhood as long as we was doing good in school. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And now yes. we got it to where that shit ain't. It ain't like that no more. Like, I remember, like, even when, like, other people used to come in your neighborhood. And if it was a nigga that was coming in your neighborhood starting trouble, like, the dope boys used to be the ones getting him up out of there. Like, it wasn't no issue. Like, if a dude stole out of somebody's grandma's house, I guarantee you the dope boys was going to handle that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And even, right. like, and, and it was so, it was to a point to where everything was so level. Like, the crackheads used to be the ones telling you go to school. That's how crazy yeah. that was, man. Yeah, so you're now, right. Like all that shit changed. 
Yeah, it's not the same. I mean, you know, dope boys just like give me money. Like, you know, when I play football and stuff, they go, right. you know, you get this, you get a pick, you get a touchdown, you get so many catches. You know what I'm saying? They're like, you know, spot me a 20 or a 50 or something. You know, and like, so it was like the same here. Man, look, they all look, they, <laughs> all of them that day time already. The one that was giving me money, they got in the kick. I'm just saying, like, man, look, stolen time is on the rise, man. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all doing y'all thing right now. You don't want to be on uh, ESPN or like channels, you know what I'm saying, on, on the Fox News. And they be talking about nah, the podcast, dude. talking about you used to get the boosters, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah. So, no, did you hear... Uh, the episode I had with my homeboy, like, yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, um, when we was talking about when we was in high school, yeah, and he was talking about his recruiting process and stuff, and was talking yeah. about how Clemson gave him money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This school offered him this, offered his parents that. And I was like, I didn't even think I was gonna get all of that stuff. I right. was like, what? You know? And like, I mean, he just basically threw all them guys under the bus, as he should. I was like. Yeah, I mean, because he went he went through the fire and he got shitted on. Yeah. You know, like, that's the one thing. That's the one thing, like, anytime they recruit you as, like, a, a athlete, man, he was like, they could do whatever they want to do with you. And they, they threw him all over the place, and he got shorted. Well, he got dealt a really bad hand. Yeah, man. You know, and, and he never, I mean, all he ended up really getting to do out there was get a great education and basically special teams. That's crazy. And, like, that was, you know, but 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 to continue that conversation though, like man, like another one that I feel, I mean, it ain't hood hood, but to me, it's just a great movie. Like Dead Presidents, I think it's just a great movie all in general. Yeah, because really, really the only really the only hood thing they really did was like the bank robbery at the end. Well, now at the time, you got to remember, like um, the the reason I think like all the movies that you named. Um, first off, they was great movies, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, of course, we all got our own opinions on where they should be placed. So it ain't really a right or wrong place to put them. But um, I think the uh, the movies that you name, like, they are, they're good movies because they're such a reflection of the time period of that movie. Like, if you even think about the time period that movie was in, you got to think about how when he came back from war, how he had to deal with, the PTSD, he had to still deal with the racism, he still had to deal with um, being poor, you know what I'm saying, he had to, you know, he went off to fight for a country who for real, for real, didn't really give a fuck about him, and then he come back to find out his girl being taken care of by a pimp, and you know what I'm saying, this nigga got a baby, that, you know what I'm saying, he, he wasn't there for, and wasn't there for the birth of, and then, you know, he come back, and he going through all this shit, ups and downs. He ain't really got nowhere to live. You know what I mean? He really fucked up at the end of the day. And, you know, he just went off to go risk his life for a month. You know, basically just for a country who didn't risk their life or, or risk shit for him. And it just went to show you just through that era, everything they went through. Like him being involved with the Black Panther Party or having something to do with the Black Panther Party. And then... Him and his friends, you know what I'm saying? He He's seeing his friends go through the whole drug epi- epi- uh, epidemic. you seeing them go through the, the whole, you know, hustling ring and trying to always make money. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just being involved in the crown world, just being involved in the streets. So, it was definitely a hood movie. I agree with that. But I think, um, like I said, I think it's just more so, man. Like, movies like that just, 
it being a reflection of the time period that it's about or either it was in, like I think that's what makes it such a good movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that movie because like I got this thing with like war movies. Cause I watch a lot of war movies and stuff. Okay. You know, and then it was like to tie that all in. And I mean that was like some real shit, dude. Like that wasn't like just showing like little clips of war. I mean, then you got your dude over here cutting off heads and putting them in his book bag. Yeah, shit. that shit was crazy. Like, <laughs> Nah, yeah, remember, when they, remember like, when they cut dude shit out? Like, oh, had his yeah, and he, shit out and had his, he, they, they cut his dick off? Yeah, put his that dick in his crazy. mouth. Yeah, put it in his mouth. That shit yeah. crazy, bro. And then he was, I, I would have killed him too, I'm sorry. I was like, dude, I know you don't want to go home like that. Like, nah, you don't, don't let me go home, go home like that. that. You don't want to go home at all at that nah. point. Uh-uh. No, like, that ain't you know, a, That ain't a war story you could tell. Hell no. Like fuck that shit. Yeah, but like, yeah, man, I put I put time in it, man. Like, you know, I I thought that, well, because I seen it somewhere on Facebook, mm-hmm. and like, but they put in like um the one on Facebook had hoodlums in it, but I never seen hoodlums. Yeah, and they had clockers in it. Clockers, and I never seen shit. clockers. See, you I haven't seen that. clockers. I might have to get into it. Yeah, man, but like one cool. movie that they didn't put in it. And I almost put in it was Colors. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, Colors I, was a good movie. Like, I was go- yeah, I was going to put Colors in it. But I was like, the reason I wanted to put Training Day in, because Training Day ain't the hood hood movie, but, like, you know, you're still dealing with that, that L.A. part. Right. And then it, you got LA the hood. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a different part of L.A. Hood. It wasn't yeah. the Boys in the Hood or the Minister Society or even or even to set it off. Because, mm-hmm. and see, because what I ended up doing with this list was when I brought Uncle Washington on, I can't remember which episode it was, but we did a test from New York because really all of these movies are based either in L.A. or New York. Right. So we did a test from New York on because all of this stuff, all of these movies, when it was based in New York, he was in New York at that time. Right. So I was just kind of like, you know, tell me, you know, because you you lived through that Frank Lucas reign. You know what I'm saying? Like, you lived through that paid in full, you know, with Rico and all that type stuff. Right. And uh, I mean, New Jack City is it's not real, but some stuff in it is factual. Yeah. So, like, because because the thing about some of these movies is the stuff that's not because he paid in full was real. American Gangster was real. Yeah, and Rico was fucking like I've seen the um the American Gangster. I don't know if it was American Gangster episode on Rico or it was or some other thing that I was watching. Mm -hmm. But like Rico was like completely out of his fucking mind. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, but he was just in New York at that time. And I was just like, you know, tell the people like what it was like in New York at that time, you know, through, through that, this drug epidemic and all of the empty lots, and, you know, cause I mean, when you see old footage of New York around that time, like you had so many, like, uh, like it looked like a war zone, dude. Like when you see pictures of World War II, when you look at pictures of Germany and stuff. Yeah, like, you see New York, it's just the same thing. It, yeah. Exactly. You know what you should do, man? You should um 
and I know I know I would definitely love to hear this, but if you ever get a chance, man, next time y'all do uh, Tales from New York, man, please let Uncle Washington talk about um, uh, the rise of hip-hop or the birth of hip-hop in New York. Yeah, because, you know, I, well, you know what, I lied to you. Well, but I only seen a few episodes. Though. I think I watched like three. Yeah. Um, I, I watched uh, the, the Hip Hop Evolution. Yeah, I watched it on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I've only, I only seen like three episodes though. Yeah. And um, yeah, that would that would be a good one to get into, um, because you know, because he could speak on that stuff, because I mean, he was kind of you know he he was he was in that era. Right. And then I could ask him like, how did he feel? when it started to switch over, you know, when, when it started to get, when it got into, you know, Big Daddy Kane, when it got into, um, yeah, I Rakim. just want to know what the atmosphere was like. Cause I mean, you know, I know the actual story and all that shit, but I just want to hear how somebody actually being in New York during that time period, being in New York during that era, having to live through the, you know, saying the events and, and everything surrounding the birth of hip hop and all that shit as it was going on. Like, I think that just would be a great thing for y'all to do. Yeah, that that'd be hot, man. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to run that by him, man. Yeah. Um, because I mean that that would be, I mean that'd be good because I mean he liked music. I mean, you know, he was more in the, you know, jazz type stuff. We've had like that conversation because that was the one podcast we did when uh, with Casey when they was right. talking about, you know, the the, the jazz era and and was it a guy named Billy Johnson or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, like so they got into like that type stuff, but. But yeah, that'll be. I'm. I'm about to put that down, man. Run that by Unc, cause I'm pretty sure he he's seen, you know, the hip. I mean, it's so crazy to even think about all the footage that they got from, you know, what I'm saying, like the uh, that documentary on Netflix. It's like to see the break dance and the to see the, all those small clubs. Cause I mean, people didn't really know who who the, like these people were. And they documented it, and like they was in these small clubs, small venues, you know, putting on shows. And it's like it's big in New York, but it's not really, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like, nowhere else yet. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was good. I need to finish. It. I think I've seen. I think it's like maybe like eight or nine episodes. I've only seen like three. I think I stopped at the one where uh where they was talking about Run DMC. I seen that one. Yeah, that's the one. I, I seen that at. one, and that that was good. And I and I like that was talking about the one because see, I didn't really get into uh, Rakim like that, mm-hmm. but until you know, I mean, even though I think Juice came out in '91, I believe. Yeah. But I mean, but I was only what six, mm-hmm. but like you know. But until I got older, because he, what the, what's the name of the song? Uh, something about the ledge. The uh, message, like when the when like when, when the movie starts, that Rakim song. Oh, and I was like, about Rakim. Uh, something about, about the ledge. Is it, it know the ledge? Yeah, know the ledge. Yeah, and like you know, I would hear that song. I'm like, man, I really like that. So then I started getting into. You know what I'm saying? I started listening to some of his music. I was like, dang, why Rakim was that deal? Yeah, man. And then, 
And then I seen, you know, when they were talking about Rakim on the Hip Hop Revolution and like all these other guys, because they was talking to uh, the dude uh, from Run DMC. What's my man's name? Or uh, not Run, but the Durham, other one. Durham, one that's uh, still alive. You talking about DMC? Yeah, Durham. yeah, yeah. DMC was like, he said, man, when I heard Rakim, he was like, because he said that somebody was saying, hey, you need to listen to this tape of this guy. Mm-hmm. And so he played it. And he was like, he kicked the dude out of his car. Yeah. He was like, man, get the fuck out of my car. And then he got listened to it. He was like, dude, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Because this dude is like, yeah. it was so, he sounded so different from what everybody else was doing. And his Him, flow Big was Daddy cool. Kane, Coogee Rap. Um, trying to think who else was along them lines. KRS-One. Like all them dudes, yeah. man, they they definitely took it to another plateau. They, I think they brought the lyricism to the game. Yeah, and see, and I wasn't into, you know, hip hop like that right. in the beginning. Like, I mean, around that time, I was straight up R and B dude, you know. Yeah. So that's why, like, when you asked me, like, oh, you know, what's your top five of all time or something like that, like, I wouldn't put. Yeah, like I remember a, you did the R and B. Yeah, like I yeah. did the R and B because I was like I was I was more into that. I, I did the R and B groups. I never done just solo acts. Mm-hmm. Like I've done the R the top five R and B groups. Yeah, and like for me, like yeah, I might not have you know the LL Cool J's or Rakim or KRS One because I feel like I haven't listened to them enough to. You know what I'm saying? To right. give like an unbiased opinion on it because I've listened to, you know, someone like Biggie Moore or someone like Tupac Moore, and that was more 94, 95-ish, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And like really that's about as far as back as I go and it's more current guys. I mean, because Jay-Z's still doing it. Even though he came out around that time and Nas came out around that time, they still going. You know, true. so it's a little different. So, yeah, I mean, but but watching that though gives me more of a perspective on hip hop as a whole, seeing it in that kind of form. So, but yeah, that's um that's a good show, man. I gotta I gotta uh I gotta watch more episodes of it though. Yeah, I gotta finish that shit up too, man. But um. I'm going to go ahead and let you get on up out of here, man. Please plug everything that you do, man, so people can follow you, people can mess with your shows. All right, cool deal, man. Like I said, you can follow me uh, on the, the Stolen Time podcast page. Uh, spell that Stolen Time with the S-L-O-L apostrophe N. Pretty sure you know how to spell Time podcast. Um, that's sometimes people spell that stolen with the E and they can't find it. And, um, which I should have did it that way. I just try to do something unique, but you can follow that on the Facebook page. Um, also it's on iTunes. It's on SoundCloud. Also on Google play. Um, follow me on Instagram or Twitter with the S dot foster. Then the number eight, um, that's really all I got the plug, man. And really, you know, and we speak like, I spoke on the uh, 28 Minutes or Less. I posted out under the Stolen Time podcast. Those are just more movie, music type stuff, and, you know, condensed into a smaller form. Try not to go, 
I think the longest one I got is like 44 minutes. I try not to stretch out the 28 minutes or less. Yeah. You know, I just try to contact everything in and make it a shorter podcast. But all of that stuff is posted under the Stolen Time Podcast. All right, cool, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate you for um giving me a little bit of your time today, bro. I, you know, I always got to make sure, you know what I'm saying, I can get you on here every now and then, man, because um, y'all got some great insight with what y'all do. Uh, on y'all show, man, and, you know, like I told you way before, man, it's a perfect mix of the present and the past, and, man, I just, I be, I can't be, you know, I be happy just to listen to y'all sometimes, man, especially with Uncle Washington, like, you already know, I'm a huge fan, um, because he's one of those guys, man, he keep it straightforward and he keep it honest, and with you, man, I'm a huge fan because, you know what I mean, you do the same, but, you know, you, you have a, um, you got a very unique perspective on things, and you don't just look at shit one way. You look at it through, you know what I'm saying, through multiple lenses, so I definitely appreciate that, man. So, um, like you said, man, y'all go, you know what I'm saying, subscribe to the podcast, Stolen Time. Y'all subscribe to 28 Minutes or Less. Make sure y'all go follow them on Instagram and Twitter, man, and that's it, Brody. Appreciate you, bro. Oh, I appreciate it, and also, tell again, I heard the single he sent me. Shit's fire. Oh man, thank you, man. Yeah, he um he got he he uh he's supposed to be dropping that very soon. Alright, well tell him I'm looking out for it. Tell him I said what's up. I appreciate you having me. I love this podcast. Check y'all out every month. Even though y'all drop on Sundays, I listen on Monday when I'm at <laughs> hey, work. That's, so. And you know what? That's <laughs> the thing, man. Like I was uh I was kinda debating like should I drop it on Monday and then just just record on Sunday, but I was like, nah, fuck it. Just go ahead and drop on Sunday. And they can listen to it whenever, man. Yeah, so, all right, man, I appreciate you having me, man. And, you know, always, I'm going to try to return a favor. I you know what I'm saying? Get you on. And, you know, but we'll work everything all out. All right, man, cool. I'm going to hit you up later, bro. All right, my G. All right, man. All right, work. Yeah, man, thank you to S. Dot Foster, man. I definitely appreciate him. Um coming through and showing the love that he always shows, man. And uh like I said, man, y'all already know what it is, man. Um y'all can follow me at Scoots Bronson um on Twitter and Instagram, all one word, no spaces. Um you can follow the show. Uh you can email us at already home podcast at gmail dot com. You can also hit us up on Twitter at already home pod. You can hit us up on Instagram at already home podcast. Um we got the website coming back very soon. I'm kind of working on that. Um, we let the website go for a little bit because we had to work out some kinks and everything. But we're getting the website back very soon. We was going to work on the app, but that's going to be a little bit later. So website coming soon. We're already on podcast is coming back. Ladies and gentlemen, it's coming back. Like we said in the beginning of the show, man, subscribe, share, rate, please. Um, no matter what platform you use and listen Please just subscribe, and then if they have a rating system, please rate us. That's the easiest way for other people to find us, and um, if you share it, it's even easier than that. So um, with that being said, man, we getting on up out of here. Salute the gang. Um, salute the S.Dot Foster and Uncle Washington at the Stolen Time Podcast once again. Um, Detroit gang, he could not be here today, of course, but um, he'll be back next week. So we'll be back on the schedule next week. Salute to uh, Greg Blunt. He always hold me down, man. We got some great things in the work coming up very soon. Y'all make sure to look for that. Um, check out IamGregBlunt.com. Um, salute the North State of Mind. 
Salute to Varsity House. Salute to Sincere Empire. Um, salute to Sensei Box. Sensei Box is a new sponsor that uh, we got this week. Um, but the details are coming in this week as well. So the next episode we'll be talking about Sensei Box because it's something great. It's black owned. It's like um, it's pre-planned meals. It's kind of like if anybody knows what Blue Apron is or those kind of things. Sensei Box is along those lines, and it's from a young black man who is um, who has done the, the the schooling and the research and everything. Uh, to get his culinary degree and, or, or license or whichever one it's called. But he's went to school for this. He knows about nutrition. Um, he knows about the different food, flavors, all that kind of stuff, man. He knows about organic and GMO, all that shit. So um, get ready, man. I, I want to have him on the show very soon. So um, get ready for that as well. And you already know, man, we getting up out of here. It ain't where you from. It's where you at. This is the Already Home Podcast, baby. We out.